Hello, weebs, new and old, and welcome back to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice to the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me with a very stylish pair of glasses today is our novice, Will. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the cool podcast where we wear sunglasses and glasses. Um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful day here. Thank you for joining us. We're going to be talking about some things. Um, we talk about anime usually. We've started to slip in some other stuff, as you'll be able to see from the title, just because we'd like to branch out. I have some interests outside of anime. Sam does also. Funny enough, he actually finds room for things outside of anime, which I still boggles the be. mind how he can consume <laughs> so much content. But no, nonetheless, here we are. Um, yeah, so... Um, Sam, this week, yes, I thought we could uh, touch on Marvel because we've um, we've recently discussed Guardians of the Galaxy, which yep. big hit, did very well. We really liked it, um, enjoyed it, fun ride. Um, but we then started off off air, sort of talking about the Phase Four Marvel, yeah, the rest so of the far. phase. And you recently finished off. Uh, phase four movies didn't you, you uh, uh, yeah at least uh, from Wakanda the movie's forever. perspective yeah um so i the other night sat down and watched black panther um which was wakanda forever and caught up mm-hmm. on what was the other one that i watched Ant-Man, oh, Quantumania. Quantumania. yes which actually is k- kicking off uh phase five so we thought this would be a good opportunity to kind of look back at phase four as it was and do a kind of not quite a ranking or like a tiering of it all, but kind of discussing all of the films because I don't know about you, but phase four feels very abstract. There's not really a lot of things building towards anything, at least in my opinion. There was a lot of new TV shows that came out. The movies themselves were a kind of weird mix of new concepts and revisiting kind of the classics. And there was no real Avengers moment for this phase. So... Now that you've yeah. finished Wakanda Forever, we can look back and see, well, what was Phase 4 all about and how did we feel about it? Yeah, so I think I think from the top, it's it, it's important to sort of... I think we've had similar conversations about like Marvel fatigue and superhero movie fatigue. Um, and I think it's very easy for us to jump on that bandwagon of like, we're just mm-hmm. after, after Endgame um, and the big, the big finale of Phase 3 just sort of go... Uh, i'm i'm just burnt out i'm, I'm checked th- out i yeah. don't need to keep going and I, th- I think going into phase four and throughout there is that sense and and i think what they almost needed to do was have a bigger break have a much bigger break of marvel movies yeah. and and to be fair they did because they dived down the series route didn't they they didn't go straight i don't yeah I they jumped like they, into they tv redirected they jumped into the tv stuff um but Should i we think quickly just like rattle off what all these films and uh, TV shows are before we start. Yeah, yeah. My, my, po- their, my point being, impact. I think we will potentially be negative on some of these things, but I think a lot of that, when we look back in the future, we'll, we will probably be more, be we'll more probably enjoy them more. Um, it's just because we're coming off the back of such a, a climactic phase three that phase four mm. probably will never live up to that hype so closely after the fact but yeah let's uh go through the the, the shows and the films so uh film wise we had black yep. widow kicking it off then followed by shang chi and the legend of the ten rings then we got the eternals spider-man no way home doctor strange multiverse and thor love and thunder 
finishing off with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. And then obviously and the we're TV gonna, series. We're going to touch on the series as well, yeah. Yeah, just briefly, I think, because again, not a lot of these had a massive impact in the wider universe, but we've got One Division, which kicked off all of Marvel's TV presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, then going into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Then Loki. And then the What If series. A bit different. Which is technically canon to the the wider universe. Yeah. Okay. Hawkeye was after that. Yep. Then Moon Knight. Then Miss Marvel. And finally, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Attorney at Law, yes. Okay. okay. Now, you, you preface this whole discussion about saying that people are quite harsh on this phase, superhero fatigue coming off the, the one of the biggest climaxes in movie history uh, with mm. Endgame. Um, and I think Marvel kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit with the first film they released. So the series <laughs> have started coming out and... And I know that that sounds, it's not like a, a fresh opinion, but I'm not doing this because mm. I'm a misogynist. I'm saying this just because why are you releasing a Black Widow movie that's set after Civil War? Why did you not just release this movie after Civil War? <laughs> yeah, it's weird yeah, to yeah. finish the franchise and then have an origin story film for a character who is now dead. It's yeah, in a narratively, sense. Narratively, it's I, confusing. I, I, it, it is narrative. I, th- I think looking in hindsight, it's easy to say that. But I think if you said, oh, right, we're going to, we've now, we've now, we've had Natasha's story go um, from, uh, and we've got all these gaps and now people are going to get this exposure to her backstory. It's like, you don't always need to have future opportunities to appreciate something looking back on something. There's lots of, like, Christ, you look at a historical uh real life figures when they do biographies and things like that you know we mm. know how the story ends so it, it's not necessarily having the ending ruins the film but i understand what you're saying and i think that was generally the opinion people were were less invested in the movie because they mm. one of the big things that marvel does really well is storytelling and being able to yeah. link things to the future and sort of play these overarching um themes throughout um, their entire phases. And this just felt a bit of an anomaly, sort of just... Yeah, it's uh, kind of just been dropped in there. For the sake of it. And and again, I think it's a pretty good movie. I love David Haber as um, the Red Patriot or something. I can't remember what his name is. Like Russian Captain America. And I did like the the family (laughs) dynamic around it and Mm, um, her sister being introduced in this film to now play an important role in the TV shows and eventually the Thunderbolts. I think she's a great addition to like the marvel canon Mm. but again in the meta sense of it marvel is since the inception since the end of iron man having nick fury turn up and say that he's building a team marvel exactly as you say they're good at building arcs and they're good at building storytelling that is more than just the movie itself and the problem Mm. with black widow was natasha's arc was done and so for the layman coming into it you've just seen end game and we were excited to kick off this brand new phase and like this, these new story arcs and what's the new big bad going to be and suddenly we're going back to natasha's time post civil war and the only yeah. things that get fed into it is this addition of her sister's character who's going to be a big part of things going forward and that it feels a bit contrived yeah i think um that's probably a problem of 
a lot of these films is that they are now standalone films. And because of the high expectations we have of Marvel, yeah, it's hard for us to just appreciate them as standalone. Um, and when they are standalone, they have to almost be better because yeah. you're not having this... Um, th- th- these are the things, and just just to caveat all of this with like, I'm not a diehard Marvel fan. Like I've grown up watching them all, and I really sort of enjoyed them and went to the cinema. You know, t- went to the cinema for the first Avengers and and you know yeah. th- these big momentous films. Really enjoyed it, but I'm not like uh, down. You've on not the maybe read the comics seen, or no, and the I haven't universe. seen any of the. Um, Exactly the same. The series like, stuff, I haven't seen all of the series stuff. But you're, I feel like you you know a little bit more because you, you spend a, um, a lot more time online reading threads and things about, about certain things. So I think you know yeah. a little bit more than me. But I'd I'm say I've got sort of your layman. a bit of background knowledge about different like comic story arcs and just from mm. other podcasts that I listen to. And again, like you said, on like right, being yeah. terminally online and just mm, browsing yeah. Twitter <laughs> until my eyes fall out of my head. It's always plugged in. Absolutely. It's not healthy. Please go outside and touch grass. I'm begging every single one of you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I've got a bit more background to these characters and the ideas behind Marvel storytelling. So when I see something like this, which kind of comes out of left field, it's a bit weird. But then that's almost all rectified with the next film, which is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which I think is one Whoa, of the that's strongest. Blame. I think it's one of the strongest introductory movies that we've got in a while because it it changes it up. We've not had like a martial arts, like a proper martial okay, so arts. There's, Marvel yeah, film. there's loads I love about Shang Chi with the martial arts and and the um, like just the, the 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 setting and and the way it's set. In um, Sam's going. Sam's disappeared because he doesn't he doesn't want to anymore. He's just he knows. I've just I've, I've, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think there's lots lot, lots of good points of Shang Chi, but I genuinely didn't like how this film ended. I thought the the ending was so CGI. It was mm. so two guys with the same power set, just punching energy beams at each other. Mm. Um, and then a big dragon thing that seemed to come out of left field that again was very CGI. And I, I didn't really like it. I thought, that, I thought it was poor ending. I thought, and again, like I'll agree with you. I think the ending the, was the weakest yeah. part, but all of the build-up, yeah, like okay. that bus fight scene, the bit when they're on the the, yeah, the, the scaffolding, bus fight was good. yeah, the the scaffolding, I really liked. Mm. The but the bus fight scene, I feel like, was just very sort of over the top, almost. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I loved. I was, bit, yeah, more yeah. Of the, this guy's got a robot arm, which is also a, like a, a lightsaber. This is incredible. He's cutting the bus in yeah. half. What? And, the, yeah. and I just didn't feel any risk because it was so early on. I, I was like, I yeah. didn't really feel like anything ba- bad was going to happen to Shang-Chi. Um, Interesting question I've got to post to you. Go you on. said uh, it's early doors in the film, so you didn't feel like there was any risk. Do you think, in general, people have seen too much media? Are yeah, people, yeah. Are I, people, I, yeah. like, when they watch films and stuff, do you think that the majority of people who comment on like marvel films or films in general have this expectation because they've seen films like it before and we're almost yeah yeah okay just yeah no i i think um i was thinking about this the other day um you go back 50 60 years or you know even a little bit longer to the like the dawn of cinema and you'd have like a film a month and like that'd be the big blockbuster and you'd Mm. go see it and and then you know slowly over time like when we were growing up i feel like there were big releases two or three times a year but now with netflix and all the streaming save, uh, 
streaming services and this overexposure to high quality production Mm. the standards are just through the roof and i think to be blown away by things now you have to shift it and you have to do something completely different um and And that in itself creates a problem right yeah yeah because it different doesn't necessarily mean good for stars Mm. um but people change things up and and uh, go down different paths because they feel they have to do something that stands makes them stand out from the crowd. Something um, you see a lot nowadays is people subverting expectations for the sake yes, of yeah. subverting yeah. them. Yeah. But then you're expecting it to be subverted. So when it plays it straight, you're kind of thrown off now. It's this mm. weird kind of, yeah, it's like, I, I watch a lot of anime. I'm a big anime fan. Um, yeah. well, you know this about me. There are so many people... <laughs> in the anime community who like to comment and make Reddit threads and discuss and pour over episodes. And I find myself more often watching an episode and thinking, wow, this is really, really good, but I kind of know where it's going. So the impact of like, once it gets to the climax of a scene or a climax of an arc, I'm kind of like, yep, that's pretty much what I expected. Mm. And then it's fine. And then the sentiment online is a lot of people would see it coming as well, or people are making theories and are predicting things accurately. I wonder for the general audience of Marvel movies, they're seeing the same things. Like we talked about Shang-Chi, it's two guys with the same power set fighting at the end, which has been a common criticism of critics for Marvel films since the days of Iron Man. It's just two guys with the same suit, yeah. same power, doing the same things, and then the good guy wins. I wonder if general audiences are starting to wisen up to it. People who are going for entertainment and maybe aren't picking over it in the same I- way that we do. The thing is, I don't necessarily dislike that kind of um, situation. I think as a kid, I, I there was something really sort of um, like there was a, a massive symmetry around the good guy has the same power as the bad guy, and it's now mm. like just yeah, it's yeah. like lightsabers. It's like Jedi's. You have your, you have your two, your good guy and your bad guy, same powers. Who can use them better? Um, and I think there is sort of a simplicity and a, a symmetry to that that I really like. I just think here it wasn't very, it wasn't very good. Like it, it spent all this time <laughs> building up Shang Chi's. I just didn't like it. God ability. damn it! <laughs> well, they spent all this time doing his martial arts ability and showing only to his start fighting skills, fighting energy, blast. only to start Dragon Ball Zing it and doing energy beams at each other. Mm. And I just didn't really rate the combat in that in that scene. And it was done in such. Think of the location. It's like a Tekken just stage background. Yeah. Just this CG just a stage. mountain. Yeah. Yeah, like. No, and, and again, I agree with you. I think that the ending was weaker. Um, mm. I think, and especially the fact that they went through all the effort to bring about Ben Kingsley and all that stuff. And they went through such pains for the lead actor to learn how to do mm. most of the co- like choreography himself just to default to energy beams was a bit of a shame. Though I think... Right, we've, we've diverted a lot there. We need to speed so up. So I'm going... I'm going- no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I, I want us to do let's do best best film of the series and worst film of the series. What well, straight away? I mean we've not even talked about like the the other films in We haven't got time. Okay. Uh, you wanna talk about all of them? No, I I think we can speed run it. Eternals. Bad. Okay. Spider Man No Way no, Home. Loved it. What? No, loved Eternals. Are you kidding yeah, me? Enjoyed Eternals. Yeah, no, Are you I liked serious? Eternals. Yeah. It was awful. It was, fun. It, was no, re- it was fun. No, it was incredibly well shot, I'll give you that. 
Yeah, but the yeah, plot was fun. garbage. There's a giant thing sticking out of the planet, Will, and no one's talked about yeah. it for three years. Yeah, but it's a standalone. It's, an, it's, it's a standalone universe. that irreversibly changed the literal planet that all of these superheroes live of on. That planet. Yeah, but it's in a, it's in a, it's in a, it's in the multiverse. It's in the multiverse, is it? Okay, right, fine, whatever. Spider Man. I've made that decision. You've made this decision. <laughs> you are yeah. Kevin Feige. You've got the hat. No, I've never, I never thought about that. Like again, you're thinking about the long term ramifications as a standalone movie. Bad. I really enjoyed it. I thought. I liked seeing those powers. I liked seeing Superman be this bad guy in the end that just like flies into the sun. Oh, well, Superman's a bad guy. Um, what an original concept. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's done Subversion, to though. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but like, it's a new... Look, I don't know anything about the Eternals. I didn't know anything going in. Neither do I, so... and I wish that I didn't. <laughs> Okay, fair. Um, I don't know. I thought it. I thought it was a really different thing to what we've seen before, and I enjoyed being exposed to something that wasn't just here's a main good guy and here's the main bad guy. It was a different sort of plot, and I thought that was all right. I'll so, give you that. I'll... And it was it was ethereal. You know, it had like the god element and stuff that sort of the creator and almost like thinking about like. Um, you know, we're all in a simulation, that kind of thing. Like, we're all just a creation of something bigger. And mm. I thought it had some quite nice themes that I enjoyed. So potentially, I just it just resonated I'm, with I'm me. I'm glad that, that you got something out of more it. Than anything. I'm glad that somebody yeah. got something out of the Eternals. All right. Spider-Man. Banger. Yeah, come on. I mean, it, it, I know yeah. that it's all bait. It's like, oh, we'll bring back the other two Spider-Men and, and we'll have them yeah. all team up yeah. to fight against so, all of their villain, villains. Yeah. But I'm like... yeah. Let's do it. That it just scratches the little goblin that's in my brain. It's just like this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. But what everyone everyone was worried about was it just being, you know, a homage, just just being like thrown in there for no reason, just a cameo. Yeah, but and it it, it when it becomes integral to the plot and the multiverse in general, it's like yeah, you know what? Yes, you want everyone. Yes, you're doing it as fan service, but it works mm. and it, they do it in such a good way. Yeah, lo- love the return. Andrew Garfield. Um, I loved redemption as Spider Man. Like he's always been my favourite one, <laughs> and he just that moment when he yeah. catches Gwen. Oh, uh, not Gwen. He didn't catch Gwen. That's the problem. <laughs> he catches yeah. MJ. It's and just he yeah. gives everything in that performance. I'm just. So, oh, it's just so glad. I just want him to have another shot at something, even just like a, a like a voice uh, cameo in something somewhere. But um. Should um should they have killed um what's he called at the end um oh goblin uh no Spider Man should they have killed when he gets um oh you think they should you kill I can't remember kill Tobey Maguire not yeah Tobey Maguire sorry when he gets stabbed with the thing no nah, I think then, it's fine that he like, gets to survive because right. then he can come back again and do fun things. <laughs> but though i will say terrible logic but, terrible awful logic but i don't care because i love spider-man he's the only like western hero that i like i think more than just the fan service and more than just getting to see our favorite spider-man again the thing that this film did so so well is resetting the mcu peter parker to how he has always been portrayed even in the original films and in the cartoons and the comic books he is now your friendly neighborhood. Spider-Man, oh, he's... There's, he, your cl- there's your quote. Boom. He doesn't have the Stark tech. He yeah. makes his own costumes. He's living paycheck to paycheck. 
this is the Peter Parker that's so relatable, not Tony Stark's surrogate son. Okay, moving Doctor on. Strange, I liked it. Not a lot of people did. I liked Sam Raimi getting to do weird horror stuff and zombie Doctor Strange was the coolest part of the film. Yeah, zombie Doctor Strange was pretty dope. Um, I think I, I enjoyed this film. Um, again, a bit CGI for me. Mm. I, it, it, it's just Marvel in general. Once you've reached that peak, you, you, there's only so much you can do with CGI. Like, we'll get onto it with Multiverse of, uh, not Multiverse of Madness, with um, Love and Thunder, Ant Man, and Ant Man. No, Ant Man's Ant-Man. Phase Five. We can't um, do that here. <laughs> oh, okay, we won't do that here then. But yeah, but similar, similar. You are right. Thing, it feels like you know, they're standing on a soundstage and they're just in front of a green screen. Yeah, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it had some quips, you know, Doctor Strange being Doctor Strange. Benedict Cumberbatch is just amazing. He so, is. Um, I think he can sort of carry most things that he's in. Um, Absolutely. I love that man. Like, there's so, he's such a good actor. Like, he's so intense yeah. with everything. Everything. He Even when he was, oh. did you, have you seen the behind the scenes when he plays Smaug in The Hobbit? And he's all on all fours and he's no. like crawling around, breathing like a dragon. It's incredible. Um, yeah. I will say, that doesn't surprise with me. Doctor Strange as well, before we move on to the next film, the decision to bring back, um, what's he called? What's he called? Patrick Stewart as Professor X. And then the fan casting oh, yeah. of um, John Krasowski as Mr. Fantastic from this multiverse. And even getting back the guy from the goddamn... Um, the, the guys on the moon. The Marvel guys yeah, on the good. moon. What are they called? Yeah, the the, um, the Overwatchers. The, the oh, no, the the I I I the, 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 the whatever Blackagar Boltagon with the voice thing and the decision to have Wanda just kill everyone in that cameo scene. I was not expecting that in a Marvel movie. I wasn't expecting you to kill yeah. Professor X, but here we are. Here we are. I, I'm not a fan of his weird CGI eye at the end, but you know. Mm, we'll see how it goes yeah. uh moving on god there's a lot about that film that i don't remember i might need to go back and rewatch that there's so much that you said there i'm like oh yeah, the, there is something about yeah that. the, that's uh, a common criticism of that is just like oh yeah there's the entire middle section where she just slaughters a room full of beloved marvel characters and there's no consequences yeah. uh next thor love and thunder what do you think we've had a conversation i don't know whether we did it on air or not um before about this uh, I really didn't like the, and again, whatever, everyone have their own opinion, but I don't like, I didn't like how they brought in real life terminal illness into a film. To escapist fantasy. It's about superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. I watch these films to escape stuff like that. And for just like thrills and kicks. And I get that, you know, you want them to have meaning. And I think it's great when they have these like underlying moral messages. Mm-hmm. I think that makes it more impactful and it's great for kids to then watch because they can get a sense of like right and wrong from these hero movies, which in essence is what they're all yeah. for, isn't it? It's like the hero is the, the person who wins at the end of the day, unless they don't, <gasps> unless it's subverted for some reason. But again, again here, they, they really drive home that like, um, the, the, the sort of terminal illness stuff. And I just was like, I just didn't enjoy so that. So you have, that's me personally don't like, that would you have accepted it more if it was a fictional illness or something like that? Like, oh no, I've had too much Mjolnir exposure 
So now I'm dying because of magic. Yeah, potentially, because then Thor's almost, Thor's the result of that. Thor's the only Thor's the one that's caused that. That'd be that'd add a whole new element. Whole new layer. To it. Mm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, they obviously they're, they're going a certain way. I mean, did they do this to particularly to get rid of um, uh, Jane Foster? Sort of like just <laughs> well, it's based on Shiver a comic, water. like a beloved comic book story where like she has the terminal illness in the comic, and the whole comic is about right. exploring grief and yeah. That kind I can of appreciate that. I can appreciate that. My um, problem is that I just personally don't enjoy. Yeah, it. what you've said about terminal illness and the kind of very heavy um, themes that come with that. I just wish that that came in a better movie. I didn't like it very much at all. I fair, think Ragnarok fair. was where Taika Waititi peaked as a Thor director. I think this was he got too much of a blank check to just kind of run rampant with jokes that he maybe thought were funny, but they just don't land. And there's a lot of CG. His costume doesn't look as good. Okay. And then, yeah, the, even the needle drops and the the choice of how to run your final battle with the kids all battering all these weird shadow monsters just doesn't hit the same as, say, Ragnarok, where mm. it is exploring Thor losing his father, losing his brother, losing everything. And then this is losing his, his eye. eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then just giving him this random little girl at the end, giving him a daughter and Gore dying. Christian Bale was excellent. I think he was pretty good as the the God Butcher. It's just, yeah, he didn't get enough to do. And now he's gone forever because Marvel can't rehire people ever. Yep. Fair. Um, And wrapping it up with the films is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay, so I know for a fact that you didn't enjoy this, but I watched it the other day and I thought it was a terrible first half and a pretty damn good second half. I really enjoyed the second half of the film. Um, I didn't like the first half. It was far too dark. Like It's just, just visually, right? Just, it's, I know it's like actually, happened. like visually, the lighting like, it's is so dark. awful. The lighting is like terrible. Like, what's happening? Who's Absolutely doing terrible. what? You can barely see what's going on. Like, I watched it on this screen, and yeah, I've got a window right behind, so I, it was it, it was terrible on my behalf as well. Um, but that's Kevin Feige it, being it, like, it, "How dare you criticize? Pick up the phone, Will. How yeah. dare you criticize my movies?" Uh, what I mean is, it is wonderful all the way through. No, um, but the second half, I really enjoyed. I thought the fight scenes were cool. I thought the uh, the costumes and the character designs were pretty cool. The um, the weird sort of Pokemon esque blue superhero. No. It reminds me of one of the poke. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Oh, you didn't no. like that. I agree that this. Oh, I thought oh, it was. I thought it was cool. God, I thought. I th- do you know what I liked about the it? Costumes. Look, that I'm not blue saying costume that I like is it. diabolical. It's awful. Yeah. Why? It just looks horrendously out of place. And then the fact that they've got all the. And this, uh, with most Marvel films, the, like the helmet oh, just Oh no, like... mate, when I, wa- when I watched, yeah, look, I, I, all I can say is I, I thought when it, that, when those fight scenes came on, it popped and it looked, I thought it looked cinematically really good. That was my opinion. I thought it looked good. No? My, my opinion. Like I genuinely, goes... I genuinely thought it popped and I was like, that engages me more than, more than loads of stuff recently where like mm. you've got dull colors and like the early stuff where it's like really dark and this at least popped on the screen and I was like engaged with it. Okay. So, 
Yeah, and I liked the the different fighting groups that were going on at the end. Mm. Um, some of the fight stuff, the slow mo bits were quite nice, nicely shot. Um, yeah, I gen- genuinely thought the last the set from the set from about halfway onwards was pretty, mm. pretty good. I the, like you said, the first half was it felt like it was just haunted by Chadwick Boseman. Like this, he was just a spectre kind of looming over the whole production. It's like. It was a very sad movie and you couldn't kind of move past the charisma that he had in that first one. And I thought Namor was a really good villain. I think he was justified in being angry and trying to find a better life for his people. I think his power set was really cool, the way he kind of skated around in the air. Mm. Um, But the last battle... um, What's what's the main character? Is it Ruli? Sure. All right. The new Black Panther, um, his sister, I thought that her fight with him was great because it's her having to learn what... Um, Shuri. A pardon? Shuri. Shuri. So Shuri having to learn what her older brother already had discovered through Civil War is the idea of we shouldn't just be killing for the sake of revenge. We shouldn't be... Um, and we should be kinder to each other whilst also kicking the crap out of this wing-footed man. Um, but that whole fight on top mm. of the big boat, I just, it didn't, I couldn't f- feel the, like, kineticness of it, you know? It just felt like... That's fair. Yeah, and again, I just did, didn't vibe with the costume That's fair. design. I get that. Um, right, we've done half an hour now, and we have just finished the movies. Do you want to leave the movies? The shows? Do you want to leave, or do you, do you just want to fire off, like, good or bad? Yeah. Okay, yep, WandaVision. Okay. WandaVision. Go. Good. Yep, good. Falcon Winter Soldier. Bad. Bad. Loki? Loki. Good. Good. What if? Good? I've, I've only seen a few. Um, uh, good. Yep. Sure. Hawkeye? I'm going to say good. I enjoyed it. Good. It's a Christmas film. It's, it's great. a Christmas film. And they brought back uh, Fisk from Daredevil. So that's yes. always fun. Moon Knight. I'm going to say good. I'll say good as well. I enjoyed that. Again, something very different. Uh, Ms. Marvel, Ms. haven't Marvel. seen it, so I'm going to arbitrarily it. say good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, sound, you, you were really surprised with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, say good. Oh, okay, then. Okay, then. <laughs> All right. Um, I, will, I will balance the odds and say bad, because okay. I haven't seen it either. Uh, and then um, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Uh, rock, scissors, paper, go. One, two, three, scissors. I've seen the first two. I'm going to say bad. Okay, I'm going to also say bad. Haha. Not balancing it. I'll be the chaotic agency here. All right, cool. Uh, Well, look at us go. So phase four in total, um, good or bad, Will? I'm going to say bad bad in present form, uh, good in five years' time when I want to go back and watch these individually. I like it. Um, I'm going to say meh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair. Cool. But that, again, just speaks to the fatigue, I think, from the past previous few phases. years. Yeah, true. Spider-Man was good, though. And um, we like Spider-Man. Spider-Man was good. Yeah, I, th- I think, to be fair, there was a lot more positives there than I thought we were going to get to. So, you yeah. Know. Hey-ho. Nice uh, Right. Let's move on. Let's move it on. <laughs> Okie dokie, Will. Um, I gave you an anime this week to watch something that is in the wider sense part of a franchise that is very near and dear to my heart. We've talked about it a lot over our 100 plus episode run, 
Um, it's up there in the in the corner behind you, on the shelf. I can see him. He's right there, and I'm so proud of you for having gone out and, uh, and built this. But of course, this week we are talking about Gundam. No way, you got another one. Yes, I built another one. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, he has just put onto screen the RX002, I think, maybe? The. Yep. Or is it the. Yep, it is the Banshee. No way did you get the Banshee. You got the Banshee Norn. Destroy mode. Destroy mode. Ah, I'm looking on the shelf over. You know what? It makes me so incredibly happy that you picked the Banshee as well, because on my shelf, I'm looking at him right now, I have the unicorn the original rival unit to that which means that if our friendship could not be any more cemented at this point and like <laughs> the the low-key rivals aspect we've got going this cements it oh my goodness you got the banshee how was that how was that built yeah that was hard man it was harder than the first one um you can go up there for now uh yeah it was a lot harder than the first one um a lot more fiddly, a lot of parts that I thought probably didn't need this bit. Um, it also had some. Uh, it also had some spares, which I didn't have in the first one. Um, yeah, it will come with like spare hands and differing uh, like poly caps. What, what's really? Oh, yeah. I um I broke. Oh no. Um, a tiny bit off one of them, but luckily it wasn't needed to like clip into anything, and it's like behind the scenes, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. Um, and. I broke. I bought a stand. Oh, one of the the yeah the stands with the like gear thing to platforms kind of like, and the and the holder. yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I built it and it was fine. And then I put it on and was trying to move it and I snapped off the little thing that goes up his bum. Oh dear! How did yeah. you do that? Like, they're and now not stuck inside it. That... Well, I was just trying. It was very stiff. Like it was very fragile as well. Yeah. I find it very delicate and um, yeah. Very, I've got, very it, it depends on the model as well. Like I've got uh, Zeta Gundam uh, Gunpla that is just awful to pose in any way, shape, or form. And I've got a Double right, yeah. O Riser which looks fantastic, but if you touch it in any kind of way, the entire thing falls to pieces. Like I've been trying to clean yeah. my shelves and like dust the okay, shelves down, it's not just, and it shatters. Not just me. That's fine then, because mm. his leg, I've super glued a part of his leg because <laughs> the casing wouldn't like where you where the ball and socket is. The casing wouldn't like wasn't like a convincing seal. So then, like as, as you're moving it, it would pop off. Ah, uh, um, so, so you just like screw this. I'm just going to glue it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the leg's still mobile. It's just that bit is stuck to the le- to the socket, and um, to stop it coming apart. Fantastic. Anyway, enough about that. I thought you'd appreciate that. I'm very We happy. are watching uh, Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing. And the reason yeah. that I chose Gundam Wing is because for many people of kind of our age and our generation uh, getting into anime, this was the Gundam show. This was the only show that was on Toonami or Cartoon Network uh, that was being shown. So for many, many people, for most Western audiences around our age, the first exposure to Gundam is Gundam Wing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I really don't know how how to talk about this because um, I, I genuinely didn't understand what was going on. That is completely fair. And re-watching this, I'm very much in the same boat. These first three episodes are very, very dense with information about three different factions, five different pilots, 
there's a high school relationship drama that's thrown into the mix. Then you've also got Trey's doing whatever he's doing. Zex, hilarious name, by the way, is just running around <laughs> being a masked dude and finding geese. Yeah. Like, it's utterly bonkers. And whilst if I'm introducing Gundam to people, I usually say buy a model kit that you like um, and then watch the show that's linked to it. I started with this one because this is an alternate universe Gundam. So this came out as a standalone 50-ish episode show when Gundam had kind of finished doing their main timeline. Main timeline had finished, and then for about three or four years, they released a bunch of alternate universe Gundams where there's new rules, there's new factions, there's new designs, there's new concepts and things. And Mm. to start with Wing is to start with the history of Gundam in the West. And so... For you as somebody completely fresh in the year of our Lord 2023, you've already said that the experience was a bit tough to get through. Could you explain Mm. what was it that was so tricky to kind of dig into? I can try. Um, Everything, uh, the pacing is very strange. Mm. It happens, everything happens so quickly and they don't really explain the relationships between people at all. Nope. Um, they're just sort. You just sort of have to assume certain things. The dialogue <laughs> is occasion. It is. It's quite often really weird. <laughs> the th- the kind of things they exposit, and the kind of things that are obvious. It's like, oh, we're gonna. We need. To, we need to exposit this. We need. To, we need to tell people what's going on here. Like, hey, I was the first one to come out of the the uh, the thing. You know, you don't need to. And it's like, well, that's a weird line to include when you could have included so much exposition <laughs> around what is actually happening here and who the hell these people and are. How do they get all this equipment? <laughs> and how are they getting away with this as high school? <laughs> how did he get into high school? And how long is this day? Is this the same day? <laughs> is this the same week? Who is it? Has he been there months? What is going what is on? The time period that this is happening in. There is no clarity around how long these things are happening in. It, it goes from like they crash land to then wash up in wash on, up on, on land, <laughs> trying to kill himself. And come, and this is not like an isolated incident of hero Yui trying to kill himself. I think I counted. Episode for episode, <laughs> he's three for three in trying to end his own life in the first three episodes. And failing. And not doing a very good yeah. job of it. For someone, for a secret agent whose like, main job is killing people. He's um... Also, they kill people. Yeah, right? pe- people die. People die in Gundam. People. <laughs> people die left, right and centre. Like, he vaporises two seen... guys in like the first 30 seconds. Yeah, but you don't, I don't think you physically see sort of blood and people actually dying but there is no doubt there are hundreds of people that die yep. in this show they are just <laughs> being blown to smithereens they are, and then they are no longer in the their show. atoms are vaporized like we see hero uses yeah. his big gun this is a kid's show this, this is a show designed to sell first toys episodes, <laughs> yeah you've you've got um in the first few episodes you've got Plenty of murder, yep. attempted suicide very regularly. You've very got regularly. Co- so complex plots around conspiracies and yep. like, infighting uh, re- political re- factions. Yeah, factions. Um, Trays is there shooting a pheasant for some reason. I'm like, this is art. <laughs> <laughs> and can I? Oh, um, just 
yeah. the moment at the end, like when you know that this show is either a masterpiece or the worst show in the world, is at the end of episode one mm. when Hero has just arrived at high school and Relina walks up to him and gives him a letter and says, oh, it's my birthday tomorrow. And everybody starts clapping and he tears it to pieces, goes up to her, wipes away her tear and says, I'll kill you. <laughs> and then just walks away. Just beautiful dialogue. Just... Like, that is fantastic storytelling. That is that is from Shakespeare himself. <laughs> the bard couldn't do it better. <laughs> it's no. It's utterly unhinged in every aspect of it. Why? What is it? Like, he's the most... He's got a mission, and he's got the most logical sort of, like, step-by-step process of what he needs to do. The meth- You can tell that he's a methodical guy. There is no logic to this. I'm just going to go up to this girl, tell her I'm going to kill her, and walk away. Just just to screw with her. Just to what if she reports that? with that girl's mind. What if she reports that? And let's not even talk about Relina's attitude to everything. Happy birthday, Relina. Yeah. Oh, I kind of saw Hero on the way over, but he was driving an ambulance. That was weird. Everybody continue to party. I am leaving. She gets into her chauffeur-driven car. So, like, people know where she is, and she goes to a military base. Like, yeah. what is going on with any of these characters? And she, and then there's, like, she takes so long to come to the conclusion as to why he wants to kill her. Like, she saw the ship crash. She knows he's a pilot. She knows that he's, like, stolen this ambulance. Wait... I, and, and now I'm just getting confused with the whole timeline because she st- he, she watched him steal the ambulance. Did she see him steal the ambulance? Yeah, from the beach. Yeah, because yes. he, he, yes. He, he she called the ambulance on the beach. Yes, she did. Right? How long was he driving that ambulance for? <laughs> no, because she managed to go and plan a whole and party he, and start the party and he, while he's still and driving give him the an ambulance. envelope to the party. <laughs> so he's driven and hidden the ambulance somewhere gone to school, like, rode a horse for a yeah. bit, fenced a guy. First of all, got admitted to school. Somehow. Been introduced, like, had at least a day at school because they've gone to classes. He, he went and she's giving to him PE, an invite. And he, he went to equestrian lessons. Oh, yeah, there's fencing. Also, an illegal move, by the way. He actually wouldn't have gotten a point There's probably, like, a whole week. <laughs> you he wouldn't are? have gotten a point there in that fencing scene because he hit the mask. He, <laughs> he was using a foil, and you can only score points in foil if you hit the body and torso area. So, shut <laughs> up, you know. Uh, <laughs> Sam does fencing, by I, the way. He used to yeah. do fencing quite competitively. <laughs> and so I will, like, look, if there's any fencing representation... It's finally come yeah, to fruition I, on the like, podcast. You can finally I've been waiting talk this about whole time. fencing. <laughs> this is the only reason we're watching... Yeah, the I, this is why so I picked wings specifically. Fencing. <laughs> it's the only one with fencing in it aside from the original one yeah all that rubbish about it being the first one in western the world no, no it's, it's for the fencing, fencing so i've got like a segue yeah. into it nice mm. okay yeah so a lot of stuff and then he decides to get the ambulance out again and race to the pier so that he can steal some torpedoes sure. to blow up his mobile suit because he's lost his mobile yes. suit and rather than letting it fall into enemy hands he decides the best thing to do is to try and destroy it Instead of doing what Duo does at the end of episode three and just and get, get it, it back. <laughs> I'm like, are you okay, hero? Also, what is with him trying to kill himself? Yeah, he's a. Uh, yeah. 
if you or don't get others it. or people that you do know are feeling uh, the pressure of mental health, don't do what Hero does. Talk to somebody. Reach out. Ask if they're okay. Don't jump out yeah. of a hospital building Absolutely. and tr- not open your parachute until the last 30 metres. <laughs> but I just don't understand what, what he's trying to achieve because he hasn't done anything He's yet. an agent, I guess. It's he's like just- the, the fate of the mission hinges on him being anonymous, but rather than be captured and give up secrets... He should die. But but he's doing it at times when he's escaping. Yeah. I mean, if he really... So, surely there's well, a mission. Like, his mission wasn't just to land, no, like, was it? And we see the other Gundam pilots, like, the idea of their mission seems to be to go and sow as much discord throughout the world as possible. Uh, we see Troa in his heavy arms with a big Gatling gun takes out an entire military base. Wu Fei becomes an arms dealer and starts dealing with the army so that he can then take out battleships incredible shot by the way of duo in his little segment where he jumps on top of a battleship and uses his massive energy death scythe to slice the tower of the ship into two pieces incredible but for hero and i guess i kind of appreciate wing for this in a way we see what the mission should be looking like for our protagonist but something's gone wrong and that's how relina comes into it that's why he gets captured and we're seeing him on the fly yeah. try to deal with it. But he's not dealing with it in a very healthy way. <laughs> he's dealing with it in a very, okay, I failed my mission, therefore the mission should end and everything needs to be destroyed. Right. I get that. Yeah. I, I, okay. That's fair. Um, okay, okay, so next point. Why are the pilots, mm-hmm. let's call them, the, the agents so quick to go against each other like yeah. i'm assuming they haven't been told who the other pilots are but they know that there are other people mm. going they know that they're in gundam <laughs> and there is them in their yep. gundam why would you then start fighting that person instead of just assuming hey, hey there's he's another on, guy he's on Let's my go. side he's probably He's, He's probably part of Great. Operation Meteor, seeing as we have the only but, five Gundams in existence. <laughs> Maybe we should, yeah. I don't know. It's probably a logical chat. conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they do at the end Maybe. of episode three, but it's not until after they have a bit of a, a scuffle, a tiff, if you will. An argy bargy. Yeah. And yeah. then they start to work together. But even with Duo and Hero, they're enemies. Duo shoots Hero twice. <laughs> before he even gets a chance to talk to him yeah um yeah and and also why is he shooting it oh because he doesn't yeah know and also pilot. hero was about yeah. to splatter relayman's brains pilot. all over the deck like he was straight yeah but up if he knew he was the pilot but if he knew he was the pilot you would assume it was for the good of the mission yeah i guess like they're killing people left right and center anyway you can't be getting all moral because he's about to Unless shoot a duo she obviously knows something she's not supposed to <laughs> Unless yeah. you do it. Yeah, like, when, why has he become all moralistic? Yeah. And so we've limited ourselves to the first three episodes and quite a few of these questions get answered. Oh, no, we haven't. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I carried how, on watching. So I've how seen... How far did you get? I, I, not, not, I'm, I'm not that far, but I'm, I've watched about oh, okay. seven episodes, I think. Six or seven. Um, but... I, I rewatched the first three again because uh, we watched Peep Behind the Curtain. We were going to do this last week. Um, and I watched the first three and was like, oh, I'll carry on watching for a bit. Um, 
and it is it obviously there was, it became a lot clearer and then when i went back and re-watched these first three it made yeah. a lot more sense with, with the context the from information later. that i get from the up and coming with the context from the later episodes but boy going into these first three it was just so bizarre how little information you actually yep. get it um, is and and how certain lines you miss because you're so you're trying so to figure out what is just unaware happened. of like what you're actually experiencing and then yeah. so you're trying to figure out what, what's just happened and then they'll deliver like a really important line that ties into context yeah. later but you'll miss that because you're too busy thinking why is he on a horse now <laughs> like yeah. doing like kickflips by the looks of things yeah like the horse is <laughs> like, like up in the air he's like in the air skateboarding like, on this horse how is he also he... rode the horse away and everyone's yeah. like oh i guess okay. he doesn't need lessons let's just leave him and then he just goes and hacks the entire server and pays all of his student debt <laughs> yeah sure and i guess that's how he also um be- gets a place at the school as well just because he's got technical Some hacking abilities hacking power generic hackability. hackability um added to the lexicon um mm. yeah um big question talking about any sort of gundam and especially as we started this conversation talking about the gunpla um what did you think of the designs of the five gundams and which is your favorite oh i don't know i can't remember the i don't know the what it's just, called what the difference is i, I genuinely <laughs> I, I hardly knew who was in what like there's just there's someone on a boat there's someone in the ocean there's someone on a power plant I, I, I genuinely would not be able to pick them apart if you put them in a lineup. I wouldn't say which be able to say which one was where. Okay. Um, yeah. All I right. Don't know. Um, I don't I'll, know. I'll listen. Defi- I mean, I was just going to listen defining features and see if like you remember them. The, the one with the scythe. Can can I Google? Um, type in Gundam five. Wing. Can Gundam? I Google? There must be a line splash screen from the end of the OP, which is just the five of them standing in a line. Gundam Wing. Okay. Uh, Gundams. <laughs> Gundam Images. Boom. Uh, Straight away, images. it's the five of them there in a kind of destroyed city. And, and from, okay, oh, from right, left, yeah. Okay. From left to right, right got we've it. got the Shenlong Gundam. Then we've got Gundam Sanrock. In the middle, you've got the wing. He looks like a samurai. Is that why he's uh, called Sanrock? Uh, he's kind of more Middle Eastern inspired. He uses two like curved blades. Um, then in the middle, we've got the Wing Gundam, ah. uh, followed by Death Scythe, and then Heavy Arms yeah. on the far right. Mm. Yeah. Oh, am I going to be that guy? Now, um, mm, I think it's the, the, the second the sand one rock. said. Yeah, yeah he's cool. Also, he's got like the pacifist-ish. I, I say pacifist. He does kill five people. But he's the kind of more morally sound of the group. Yeah, cool. I like the Death Scythe. I like the Death Scythe a lot. My first exposure to Gundam ever was him. The answer changes when these Gundams get redesigned for the movie. But for now, yeah. Death Scythe. Mm. Yeah, it does look cool. I just found another picture of them in sort of fight poses. And that he looks cool. The, uh, one of them looks like he's got a Captain America shield. Yeah, probably Death Side. He's got like a bit of a shieldy arm. No, the I think it's anyway. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so because he's got the he's got the red. Anyway, anyway um, back wing. to Gundam Wing. Um, yeah. So uh, what were we saying? Yeah. So the designs are really cool. Um, I think 
you know, giant. I, I think. I, do you know what? what? Tell me. They do remind me that the main Hero. the main guy, the the wing. Oh, wing Gundam. The wing yeah, one. Yeah. Wing Gundam. Um, and the one on the left of that image, Shenlong the Gundam. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. They they do remind me of the Megazord from. Uh, Power Rangers. Power Rangers. And I think, I think kids with giant robots, it's, it's, always, it's always cool, isn't it? So That's like, why this did so well. That's why it took off in America. They were like, oh my gosh, mm. it's it's Gundams and they're big robots. And oh, oh, he's riding a horse and he's running around. He's fencing. And he's he's the coolest guy in the world. When was this? This when was, this was oh, you're testing me now. Um, this, I'm going to say 90... Six, and I'm then going to fact check it. Gundam Wing. Okay, so that sounds. Um, yeah, my five. Sounds... Damn it. Yes. Oh, so close. For 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 the time, I rate really rate the <laughs> action scenes then, um, and uh, the combat. I think that's really cool, um, the explosions and everything. Um, yeah, pretty pretty good action. Um, there's so many corners cut when it comes oh, to like yeah. dialogue and <laughs> sort of you can tell where all stuff, the where they just ha- all the time and effort went into and... making sure that the robot fights looked really good. Yeah, but yeah, of course it's going to like of course it's going to. That's exactly what you want. Um... Oh, in yes. episode three, it the, my audio oh. desynced. I, I don't know. I, I refreshed the it page still as well. Was funky because. This is on Crunchy. Did I watch this My, on Crunchy? Uh, possibly. On Crunchy? Uh, Crunchy does have quite a lot. Yeah, where of... did I watch it? Did I, I'm guessing. Wherever I, guess I watched, watched it in it. dub. I think it was. It was. Yeah, dub. the dub's not yeah. too bad. But the audio completely desynced. Like the lips moved. Like you know when he's doing the talk when he comes out and he's sort of like, "Hey, we don't need to be fighting." And then he's like, "Hey, oh, I'm yeah, surrendering." Yeah. And so sort of, it's just totally um, off kilter. Um, the mouth would move, and then the voice would come okay. in, and it's like, "Oh right, okay." Now, now that really helps yeah. me clarify who's who. Thank you very much. I was already having <laughs> such a good time with that. Um, Fabulous. Um, what else can yeah. we do to talk about this show? Uh, OPs and EDs, I guess. Um, Start off with just Wild B communication as our OP. Well, just Sorry, Wild say that again. B. Oh, the OP. Oh, so good. <laughs> Yeah, really enjoyed the OP and liked the EP as well. The Just Love, I think it's called. And Relina's just on a fun safari adventure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, And again, this is when I sort of like went back. So I I watched the first three and thought the OP was okay. But then when I went back and carried on watching, I was like, this is a banger. Yeah, yeah, it's hype. Gundam Wing's music is Um, lauded as being. Very good in terms of the um, the OPs and the EDs across the series and the movie. Um, also, I, I imagine cool. you'd probably have noticed throughout the same song that they use kind of like every time where it's like, dun, dun, da-la-la-la-la, and they use it for everything. It's like, yeah, we called up the sound guy. We realized we didn't have any music. <laughs> we got one song from him, and that's all we're going to use. Fair. Fair. If it exactly. works, if it why change broke, it? Fix it. Um, there was a bit. Um, 
there was a bit when he's on the uh oh, why why when they're there's a bit when they're like looking at photoshop installation instructions yes the um the the english text twain is just the photoshop manual right yeah it's all about how to install because the photoshop in the yeah. production they wanted it to be english so it it shows that the show is international um and as with a lot of anime at the time, they would just grab the first like English manual that they had, copy and paste the text, and then just stick it into the show. So there's loads of stuff like Legends of the Galactic Heroes does this. They have like instruction manuals for products that are only in That's English. That's so crazy. Gundam prides itself now of their English within the show, like the current season, Witch from Mercury. Um there's a lot of English texting between characters and like you can and commenting okay. and that's all written in good translated English. But yeah, back in the nineties, man, it was Wild okay. West. It was just that's so weird. <laughs> Let's make it look international. Like the the Japanese audience aren't going to understand what the, any of this means. They'll just see English and be like, ah, oh, yes, this is a foreign agency. Right. So so it's making it look international, but not yes. for an international market, just for Japanese yeah. to think it's international. Wow. See, that's fascinating. Like, I think all you needed to really do is find, control, find, get rid of anything that says <laughs> Photoshop, because that was the bit that stands out. Like, all of the other terminology, you know, like about installing, clicking here. You can here, kind of get whatever, away with like, it, right? That's all generic, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, but the fact that it's like Photoshop this, Photoshop that, Photoshop this. Hang on. All right, okay. (laughs) Wait, I know that product. (laughs) Um, Weird. What does this have to do with anything? (laughs) I was genuinely trying, because at this point, I don't know what's going on in the show. This could be a major I'm genuinely trying to find out information. I bet this is important. Right. Okay. I've been, for the last seven episodes, I've just been looking for Photoshop references. Where is the PS? I can't see the PS anywhere. That's going to be on some (laughs) building somewhere. Oh, Excellent. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Any um, final thoughts that you've yeah, got? Yeah, anything for this? else? Um, what's what? Relena, Relena, Relena. She seems to be. Um, she, she seems to be like a robot. I mm. really don't like her character so far because she's just very says things at the right slash wrong times. Like she says stuff to sort of move the plot forward occasionally, but then just has these random realizations. Um, like when she realizes mm. that he's trying to kill her because she, she knows who he is um, or has figured out something. She's like, by all accounts, a week after yeah. he said he's going to kill her. Um, or, and, and there's a, there's a line that I, I wrote down where I genuinely thought she was a robot because it's when, when at the party, Dad oh, says yeah, he's yeah. going to leave and she just goes, it's okay, Father. It's okay, Father. Yeah. I'm old enough now to understand just how important <laughs> your business is to you. Like, okay. okay. Right. What? Okay. Thank you. Good translation. I mean, that's exactly the same in the sub. Like she says the exact same line word for word. Um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. This is a yeah, problem okay, with brilliant. alternate universe Gundams in that, um, Contrary to the mainline Universal Century timeline, which is a lot about the intricacies of war and um, humanity expanding beyond the planet and things like that, alternate universe Gundams often get bogged down to a similar formula of we need our protagonist character, who is kind of a bit rough around the edges, but will learn to develop emotions throughout the series. And there needs to be some sort of princess character, a a female character who comes from the aristocracy and wants to help make things better for 
the right the regular folk out there and their fates will clash and intertwine and this is a pattern you can see repeated you you get it in uh after war gundam x you get it in gundam wing you get it in uh iron-blooded orphans you even get it in gundam double o like it keeps recurring they have like a script for alternate universe gundam it's like it's going to be 50 episodes long and this is the script we're going to and only say g gundam and currently which for mercury really deviate from that flow and kind of mix up the okay. pilot and princess aspect um and and Valina unfortunately suffers mm. from that quite a lot like they're trying to build her up as this strong independent character and that she can do things by herself but a lot yeah. of her writing comes across as as you said very robotic um yeah any other thoughts i thought um apart from that i mean you, you kept you went me watching, past the it? three like, and it, that's it very rare I feel like yeah, it's very rare. I mean, I mean, I have invested into into the franchise, really into this franchise, and not even into my, this my models. universe. So I felt almost <laughs> like I had to. Yeah, um, I wanted to at least give it a chance, and I am enjoying Do you think you'll it. Um, finish it. It does answer Do you think a lot you can more questions. Go the distance. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say because there's lots of things that have started and continued, and then I've sort of drifted off. But yeah, I'd like to say uh, I'll try and finish it, depending on how it goes with the the flow, and then maybe I can join. In on some of the uh, more in yeah, canon main main universe timeline. I mean, I think what we'll we'll do in yeah, terms yeah. of the show is we'll continue looking at alternate universes for a while until we find something that kind of maybe clicks for you uh, quite strongly. Um, but for okay. now, would you say uh, like what would you say about the show overall? Do you think that you could suggest this to somebody brand new to anime or even to Gundam, or is it just? too dense not really Mm -hmm. not not really i I think it's too dense i think it's too heavy i think that it's it's very unclear about what's going on unless you sort of persevere past the first three and i think the audience that it's going for it's too brutal and violent like um and the themes are too heavy saturday morning um, kids show (laughs) children uh so yeah like yeah, and it seems to be hmm. quite a mature plot line. Obviously, I've only, uh, even from episodes six and seven, like I feel it's getting deep and it's sort of thinking about things quite c- in a complex way. So I don't really see how kids are going to follow the plot. They'll watch it for the, for the big explosions and stuff, but is that good? Like I, when when mm. when people are literally dying, <laughs> Gundam's always been. Um, we literally see her dad. Yeah, her dad died later on. Um, Gundam's later always on. walked this weird tightrope where the creators in charge of it want to tell these grandiose war is bad, and let's talk about like the morals and the the moral grey of war, and that's always been kind of counter to the company that owns them, uh, Bandai, which is we want to sell as many toys as possible based mm. on these cool robots, and. You right, read yeah. interviews. Mm. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they should have got some different but writers. That's why it works so well. There's a, a very famous meme of like a Gundam shooting up and over towards a guy, and the guy's looking, going, "Wow, cool robot!" And then the shot is subtitled, "War is bad." Like, I think that's what's so compelling about Gundam as a franchise is there are these deeper mm. levels that appeal to older audiences and that's kind of where they're shooting for, especially more recently, I'd say as of Gundam seed in the early two thousands, because 
who has the disposable income? It's you and me who want to yeah, see yeah, stories yeah. that tackle complex, complex mm. issues and moral gray and also have cool robots that do awesome fighting with big guns and cool swords. And it's just yeah. a difficult tightrope for it to walk. Well, I was going to say, even the model kits mm. are quite complex. Like I've, like that's a, that's a high grade, which is like what one step so entry above, grade like, basic only recent level, and you've got like, all... high grade for the longest time has been literally basic, like is it for the basic entry. So like that's crazy, isn't it? Because mm. that's that was quite tricky. It's like, like a f- not four or five hours, like, and, and right? the instructions are fairly. Yeah, I did it over a few days in an hour, hour or two here and there. Um, finished it last night, but I think give that to a 10 year old mm. and that's going to take him ages, especially with the instruction. Like you, you rate really rate the instructions. And I do think they're, they're pretty good, but having been spoiled with Lego, I do find some of them a little mm. confusing. Like the detail is quite hard to pick out sometimes. And um, you have to sort of think about carefully what yeah. you've got at your disposal. And you, and um, the and margin especially with like the fragility so of it all and the, and the way it all is it's kind of small compared to something like Lego, which is built to be mm. kind of like dropped and, it's just solid plastic. This is meant to be displayed and it's meant to be intricate. And the the one that I recently finished, the, the uh, right, yeah. Gundam X. Yeah, you Gundam can't really with. play with Gunpla. You can pose it and you can set it up to look really cool in your display or in your room. But it's not like a playing yeah. with toy like Lego often tends to be. I, I know Lego more recently has started moving towards these more kind of very complex builds. But even then, it's... It's Lego at the end of the day, so it's, it's, yeah. it's more durable. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. Um, Let's shall we leave, it, leave there. it there. Sorry, Gundam Wing. It's You're just a bit too weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a bit. Just a little bit. Um, but I'm going to keep watching, so we'll, uh, we'll check in with Gundam uh, in the future and see where I've got to. Right. Moving on. Slice of life. Well, what have you been up to apart from building that glorious Banshee Norn destroy mode? Um, I've actually been been up to quite a bit. I'm going to choose what we're going to choose to talk about. I will choose. Uh, Seeing as we're talking about anime, <gasps> I will choose Bleach. So I've been... I figured you're not past the first OP yet. No, no. Uh, I'm on episode nine. Nice. Um, of Bleach. Um, so we're, we're faces... It, I've just got, I've got it loaded, coincidentally, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Ichigo faces the Grand Fisher. <gasps> oh, uh, dude, the... you've just hit like the... Like, this is Bleach. This is Bleach, yeah, my yeah. dude. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> Tell me everything. Ah, well, what, what, where, where do I start? I mean, I have sort of had it on in the background while I've been building Gunpla and stuff like that. So, As you should. Um, That's it's, how it goes. It's fine to have on in the background, I think. Um, Still in the dub, yeah? The, uh, yes, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the dub is good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um Obviously, we've just found out about his mum and that sort of thing mm. and how things are sort of linking together. And that's really nice to see that development rather than just being a sort of hollow of the week yeah. sort of thing and have that um, 
those poignant moments where it sort of links back to previous um not not even previous just sort of like has that um more meaningful um tone to it mm. um really enjoyed uh chad and the cursed bird and yeah. the ba- the boy that was fun we love chad i stand um, chad what's the what uh Uryu? is it rukia rukia, rukia. yeah yeah, she's cool. Um, her obvious, her powers are still dwindling. To be fair, um, well, she's you go? just kind of got her magic sort of... at this point, right? The hard, the yeah, yeah, but then it's not very powerful. Mm, it's like yeah. distractions. Um, I might have really missed how she got that magic. Um, no, it's fine. Like she... literally, it's just she has this. This is just part of her skill set. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, the. Uh... The, the weird... Uh, oh, no, oh, we've just got the bear. Con! We've just got the bear. Con! Yeah. I've got a plushie of Con sitting so, somewhere. What an interesting way... Like, I thought... I had no idea how that was going to come about. And I, to be fair, I'd completely forgotten about, like, seeing that in the art, uh, the artwork and stuff that you see everywhere in Bleach. Mm. Um, so it was in, it was interesting sort of seeing this alter ego him. Oh, when <laughs> he's in Ichigo's body. Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. When he's in his body. Um, and he's like doing this sort of like cupid stuff where he's like trying to hit on people and get loads of attention lecturous sort of centric <laughs> yeah um and it says that it it says that these um what are they called not the, are they spirits what what do we call them soul reapers uh, like souls or or con specifically well, Con, con specifically is a type of it's something they created <gasps> is it a, isn't is it a they gen guy genkai I think that's the name of the body, isn't it? The 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 body that they're in. Uh, yeah. Con bleach. I, I don't know. Whatever. He's like some sort of spirit they've created. He's a modified um, soul. Yeah, soul. Yeah. So he's a mo- he's a modified soul. Um, and apparently they sort of accentuate one feature of the person that they're inhabiting, or something mm. like that. Or the way they described it was like so. And, and he jumps around a lot, like craving attention and wanting all this attention. So I'm assuming in some way Ichigo wants the attention and that's the part of the personality that he's um, in, it, it enhanced, um, which I thought I never really picked that up from Ichigo. But I guess he is a bit, um, he wants to be the hero. He wants to sort of save people. Yeah. So he's a bit sort of. His, his big thing is, is like his character trope, I guess, is that he wants to protect people. And I guess, yeah, for him that could, or from a vain side of yeah, it, yeah. If you, if you reduced it down enough, it's like, oh well, if I protect you, then you know that I've done something for you. Therefore, like, look at me; yeah. I'm the guy who is going to help you every time. Mm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that 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 sort of I didn't really I, I had no idea where that was going to go. Those episodes. Um. So it's fun seeing them deal with him and him sort of become like they portray him as this sort of evil character which is really nice because you're like oh okay he's, there's something sus about this guy and then it turns out that it's his soul and you start to feel sorry for him and then it's like hey we're gonna put your soul in a bear and it's like, okay, okay. Sure, now, we've got a bear. now we've got a cool cute mas- marketable mascot yeah yeah exactly yeah so that's that, that's been fun um but that, that's what i've been watching outside of stuff this week what about you what have you been uh, up to? Uh, my life has been completely consumed by the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom um 
It came out last nice. Saturday and I have done nothing. I've literally come back from work every day and just sat and played like three hours per day. And it is yeah incredible. Like uh, Breath of the Wild was... Talk me through okay, it. Okay, so Breath of the Wild was one of my favorite games of all time when it came out in 2017. Um, this was a game that I would bring with me everywhere. If I was going on a long car trip, like I've got my Switch and I'm playing it and it's just open world design perfected like they went into it saying okay uh, yeah i know big praise but i think it's like deserved Justified. um the designers went in with the idea of like if you can see something there should be something to do at that place so a lot of the game world is designed that you can climb anything and there will be a reward of some sort on the way up and at the top then this game comes out and it just changes. In some ways, changes nothing, but in other ways, changes everything. So you get a complete... <laughs> like, it's the same map as the first game, but now there are new right. structures that have appeared because of plot reasons. There's an entire um, <laughs> myriad of sky islands that you can go and explore and do puzzles and, and solve there. I can see that on the uh, on the main cover. You've got all these all floating, floating islands. islands. And then underneath as well like they're not satisfied to just stop there you now have the depths which you can go and it's the entire overworld map but now you're underneath it and it's an entirely new map which is completely pitch black that you can only navigate by using specific items to make light or lighting fires sounds like wakanda forever (laughs) i'm not about it (laughs) but honestly it's incredible um the controls haven't changed, but the uh, special powers you have 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 have. Um, so in the first game, you could stop time, <laughs> you could uh, make an ice block, and you could. Um, Should I get this? I've just seen you sent me a message <laughs> from Discord at the OLED model with breath with uh, tears of the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, should I get uh, it? <laughs> yes, is my answer, because then we can play Smash Bros. together as well. See, the thing is, I don't have a Switch, so I've never played uh, any Zelda, really. I didn't even play it when I had Nintendo and stuff like that. I don't even know if it was on Nintendo, but I've never played it, so, really. Um, but I've heard such a good thing. My main about. thing would be, often you can buy these in packs. If you're going to get an OLED Switch, then the main difference is going to be when you're playing it in handheld mode. Alternatively, you could just buy a regular Switch, even secondhand, and... It depends how you're going mm. to play it. Are you going to play it on the move more? Or are you going to play it docked to the TV more? Because the OLED doesn't provide any more power. It just has a better screen on the actual console itself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So honestly, I, I would know. say if you're going to I get a Switch, I would maybe even just go secondhand and then... Yeah, especially at this yeah. stage. Because it's... And- They've out forever. And Nintendo- Has there been any sort of like big jump in performance nope. with Switches? Like any, Absolutely that, not. I know they haven't brought out a new... So, this, so they're exactly the same yeah, as what... base models. The only changes they've made with the Switch is there is the... Is it the always connected Switch, I think they made? Which is like meant to be just kind of like a portable right. one. And the OLED model, which doesn't boost the performance in any significant way. Just the screen is more vibrant. It's basically a 4K display in the palm of your hand. Um, yeah. But if you're going to play it on the TV, which is basically most of how I play my Switch, the base model is completely fine. Cool. But yeah, really, really good game. All right. And um, recommend it to absolutely everybody. I recommend Breath of the Wild to everybody as well. Like, it is a 
easy 100 to 200 hour game depending on how much you want to get out of it so this being a follow-up is nice. just i can see myself playing this for almost the rest of the year <laughs> which isn't wow. great cause... so should i should i buy the uh, breath of the wild or should i buy could do i have to do breath of the wild first mm, tricky you, you're gonna one say, of my yeah. co you yeah want the story. Well, one of my co-workers bought uh tears of the kingdom not having played breath of the wild and they're getting into it just fine they're playing it at like a reasonable chug but i think if you play breath of the wild first you get much more out of it design and story wise not that there's a lot of story in breath of the wild the story is so far spread out and you make your own adventure with the way that you play this open world um yeah i would say you should play breath <laughs> of the wild first and then move on to Tears of the Kingdom. Because yeah. if you buy Breath of the Wild, again, depending how much you want to get out of it, you could be playing that game for maybe a couple of months or a whole year. Like if you want to get every single shrine, right. if you want to find every single Korok, if you, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want to power yourself up to the most possible before fighting the last boss. Mm. yeah fair okay all right well that's that sounds like something i might need to pursue especially i've never really considered buying secondhand um and i, I didn't really want to buy new because i know it's been out so long it's, now that it's only inevitable that as soon a as new, I buy they'll it, announce bring a new, something new console <laughs> yeah i, I would 100 percent recommend going secondhand um, and just grabbing a switch of some sort and then just have it docked the whole time and then it can just sit next to you other consoles yeah cool nice. All right. Brilliant. All right. Shall we uh, leave Let's it there? Wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you got this far, please reach out to us on our socials, on Twitter and Instagram. We don't look at them often, but, you know, if somebody messages, no. then, yeah, we'll look at it. Um, or send us an email at gatewaystotheanniverse at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a like or a review for our podcast. It helps us to spread further. And, of course, recommending to a friend if you could. Um, yeah. See you later.